You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show. I'm your host, Fatima Al Sayed, and this week's show is brought to you by the Mainstay Foundation. On this weekly talk show, we invite experts to learn from their career journeys as professionals in their fields. Tune in every week on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear the advice of these professionals. And remember, if you have any questions for the panelists, you can always leave them in the comments section. Today's guest is Iman Abdul Razak. Combining her love of art and science, Iman works at Pixar with the goal of contributing to positive messages being spread across the world, one film at a time. Iman, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, so just to give people a quick overview of what you do, you are, give us like a snippet um, so everyone knows. So um, I'm a lighting technical director at Pixar. Um, mm-hmm. What that basically means is, um, so whenever a scene is created uh, within like, uh, within, a commu- uh, within a computer, mm-hmm. um, what we do, we place lights within that 3D digital scene in order to um, aesthetically light the, the image and just uh, make it look pretty. <laughs> Yeah, and you say like make it look pretty, but without it, it yeah. the image wouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it'd be it'd be a black image if there was no lights in it because yeah. lights like you can't see without it. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about your field of study. Uh, what mm-hmm. did you study in school? So I studied visualization at Texas A and M University, and mm-hmm. um, basically what that program was, um, within that program, you could either focus in animation, in graphic design, or in gaming. And obviously, I chose the animation route. Um, So within that program, uh, it was kind of like split, like the first half of it was mainly focusing on traditional arts. And Mm -hmm. then the second half of it, we got to delve more within like the software of 3D animation. Um, And it was kind of not until like my later years, I decided to focus more on the lighting uh, portion of it. And when you were um, first studying this, there's so much there. How did you know what you liked and what you wanted to go into specifically? Um, well, like whenever I joined the program, I knew I wanted to focus in on animation because um, that was kind of uh, like I was I was more interested in like the story aspect of animation um, mm-hmm. and kind of like the um, the like wide variety of like different types of like styles and like mm. um like designs that you can come up with with an animation um and uh the thing that actually got me into lighting was um the internship that I did at Pixar while I was doing my undergraduate program mm-hmm. um because at that internship we were able to like go through all different aspects of the pipeline mm-hmm. and um I was able to like understand like much more deeply like what it entailed um and that's where I figured out where I really wanted to delve more into lighting that's amazing. I will um, bring up the internship in more detail uh, in a bit. But yeah. let's get into the different types of animation because we say animation and we all think cartoon and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what are the real different types of animation um, and what does it entail? Yeah. So uh, there's 2D animation, there's 3D animation. Um, and then within 3D animation, there's kind of like this category of like visual effects and like visual effects is kind of like basically 3D animation added on top of like live action, um, like mm-hmm. shot footage, um, or it can be just like 3D animation done in a super realistic uh, 
um, like super realistic style, like the like the Lion King. That was like that was all completely done three D animated. But the title, like cat, the category of it, was like still labeled as like live action because it was uh, done in like a realistic format. That's crazy to think about that that whole movie um, was made just through a computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and you're in 3D animation. Yes, yes, I'm 3D animation. And what are the different things that you can specialize in in actual in in 3D animation? So within 3D animation, um, there's like a whole like there's like an entire pipeline that you need to get in order to create a film. Um, so generally, it kind of starts off with um, like well, first you have to like design the characters, um, and that's kind of uh, that's kind of more within like pre-production, just like uh, like visual visualizing what you want it to look like. Um, and then there's um, actually asset creation, so mm -hmm. that it involves like 3D modeling, so creating characters, creating props, creating the set. Um, and um, after that, there is shading or look dev, um, and that's kind of uh, that creates like the surface quality of each mm -hmm. of the models and like uh, like what the colors are, like how it reacts to um, different lighting scenarios. Um, and then uh, there is rigging. Um, in rigging, it creates like the bone structure within characters to allow them to move, and like it creates controls uh, that the animators use. Um, uh, so, and then like the animators, they're actually the main, like, they're kind of like the actors of like the mm -hmm. story. So like they, uh, they pose the characters, they, um, they show them like how they move and like, they kind of like give, like, like give life to the characters mm -hmm. and like give them that personality. Um, and then, uh, there is like also within there, there's like other, like more technical things like simulation, um, like that, that create like how the clothes, like simulating the clothes moving on characters and like the hair um and then uh there is effects so effects is uh create like they create like a lot of like physically based um reactions like water um smoke uh explosions uh things like mm -hmm. that um and then there's lighting which is me <laughs> um so like i'm i'm like really at the really at mainly at the end of the pipeline um mm -hmm. So after everything is created, um, we uh, we place our lights in the scene and then uh, we render out the final image. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like rendering is kind of like the equivalent of uh, like compiling a program. Um, so like it takes all the information that we gave it, like where we wanted the lights to, to be in the 3D scene and then it spits out an image. And based off of that image that we're looking at, we adjust accordingly. Like, um, like if I have a light that's like mm -hmm. in this position, I'm just like, oh wait, no, I don't like how that's looking in the image. And like you move it around and like you keep adjusting levels and placements um, mm -hmm. until you are happy with the result. And what effect does lighting have on scenes? So uh, lighting can really change like the mood of a story um, mm -hmm. and it can, uh, it can direct like, it can direct the, uh, the viewer's eye to like where they're supposed to be looking. So for like, for example, um, for like a mood of a story, um, like a person can like, like there's like a scene and a person can like walk in a kitchen and it can be like a really bright daylight it can have like mm -hmm. a kind of like a more of like a hopeful feeling. Um, like, but on the contrary, they can like walk in and it's like dark time and like, they're kind of like maybe like um, lit from underneath or like, mm -hmm. like scary lights placed around it can have like a not very ominous feeling. Yeah. Um, so that it can it can like completely like switch like how the re, uh, how the viewer is like uh, what they're expecting to happen and what they're the feeling scene. in that scene. yeah and what they're feeling yeah um, um yeah yeah 
Uh, and so it can also like um, it. So yeah, so directing the viewer's eye, like mm -hmm. sometimes like a scene can have like a tons of like, it can be overloaded with information. Mm -hmm. um, and with everything, like if you don't have like a, like a carefully designed lighting scenario, like a, like if everything is like lit evenly and flat, like a person's like their eyes can be like going everywhere. You can um, get lost. Yeah, you can get lost mm -hmm. in the image. Um, yeah. But lighting really helps you like direct like where you're supposed to be looking as well. It's amazing. Um, so out of college, did you, where did you start off? How did you get your first jobs? So after I graduated, um, I took the summer applying to different studios uh, mm -hmm. around the country um, and, and some in Canada. Um, and uh, so the first uh, reply that I got back was at a small studio in Dallas called Brazen Animation. Mm -hmm. um, so they mainly focused on um, like commercial and like promo work for uh, for different uh, companies and like maybe like maybe different gaming uh games out there as well so mm -hmm. like during my five weeks there it was a, it was a short contract it was five weeks um i uh i worked on like a short like promo video for a video mm -hmm. game uh for like a i think it was like a mobile video game okay. um yeah um and then after that uh like towards the end of that contract um i heard back from one of the other places that i applied to um which was in uh vancouver um, and that's that was in at, Canada? yeah, that's in mm -hmm. Canada. Um, and that was at moving picture company. Um, and that, yeah, so that was in Canada. And so they're actually a visual effects studio. So that was kind of that other aspect that I was talking about where, mm -hmm. um, you add like 3d animation on top of live action footage. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I went to that studio, um, and I worked there for about two years. Um, so some of the films I worked on when I was there, um, like detective Pikachu, um, Aquaman, um, Skyscraper, um, and like some of the ones that have not come out yet, um, Maleficent 2, um, yeah, and there's a few others too, uh, but yeah, it was like, it was like, I thought it was like a really great learning experience, um, yeah, so I enjoyed it there. Yeah, and it must be surreal yeah. to, to be a part of that process and, you know, see all the little bits and pieces before the whole sh movie gets put together. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, what does something like, so I'm just thinking of the process from beginning to end. Uh, people will be waiting for movies to come out. And you're like, why is it taking so long? Tell us <laughs> more about what it really takes to make something like Maleficent 2 or Aquaman. Like how long is that process really? And what are the details of what's going on, um, you know, behind those closed doors that we don't see? <laughs> yeah. Um... So for live action movies like Maleficent or um, Aquaman, so first they have um, like first like they you obviously have to like write a script. Everything kind of starts with like the idea and with like a story script, mm -hmm. um, and then that goes through like and then after that there's like there's like casting and like they shoot they shoot all the footage. So um, that's all like the live action side of just like mm -hmm. creating the film, and that like that itself I think like takes like probably like quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, and then for our side, like the the visual effects side of like adding on to the live action films, um, there's like there's a few things that they have to go through. They first have to like, um, they have to kind of visualize what they want in the scene. So a lot of times they would hire uh, pre visualization studios. So they um, they kind of do like a really really rough 
um, idea of like what they want the scene to look like. It's still mm -hmm. done like 3D, but there's no like, um, it's not like there's no like fancy like lighting or like surface quality. It's like it's all done like with like very roughly to just to just get like a rough idea of what they want it to look like. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of um, that helps the visual effects studios like figure out um, what the scene should end up like looking like eventually. And it kind of gives us like a little, um, it gives us like a, um, like an itinerary, I guess, or just like mm -hmm. what needs to be done for it. Um, so those are like the, um, clips that were released for Frozen, the little sketches, moving sketches, right? Something like um, that. I'm just yeah. Surprised. No, and I'm not that entirely sure what you're referring to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. For the for the moving sketches. Or yeah, like something. oh I guess oh yeah, you mean like the where they draw it out first, right? Yeah, when everything's yeah. done out for yeah. people to be able to see. Just so if anyone's seen it, they can visualize what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So that's mm -hmm. kind of well, that's actually more 2D. Um, but the yeah, so but for like for visualization, it's still done like the pre-visualization is mm -hmm. still done in 3D. It's okay. just like it's just like a really rough job of it. Yeah. So it's like it's like basically what you would see in like um like a really low budget like student project. Okay. <laughs> um so <laughs> yeah. Okay, makes sense. Uh, yeah. All right. Um so you were uh continuing with the process of when you guys take it, um what happens after that? Um yeah, so uh, within our visualization, like within like the VFX studio, um, mm -hmm. after like after we have like what we're supposed to do, um, it goes through um, it goes through the studio. So like first like it like layout. Oh, I completely forgot about layout. Discussing that whenever I was saying. So layout <laughs> is like <laughs> layout is uh, they, they do all the camera work. Um, okay. So they um, they like place the cameras in the scene and like they uh, they basically frame the image and stuff um, and move the camera around. So. They have, um, so they have layout uh, do their work and they have like um, like a very primitive scene to begin with, like with very rough blocking of like what the, um, what the assets should look like. Mm -hmm. So like they have layout scouts go around and um, like try to set up like scenes as soon as possible. And um, while that's happening, like the models are being developed and like the, like the shading and the surface quality is being mm -hmm. developed. Um, and uh and then animation is uh like the, the characters um the characters need to be complete like for like the, for the rigging before animation mm -hmm. starts um so like they they go in and like they, they animate the characters within the scene as well um and then uh and then there's like effects so like visual like for visual effects studio there's usually like pretty heavy effects like in, in a lot of shots so um like a lot of shots that entail like water and smoke and explosions mm -hmm. because like Hollywood movies are always have that I guess <laughs> like fire everywhere but <laughs> especially um, Maleficent. <laughs> yeah Maleficent yeah um so yeah so that's uh so that's like that's all the upstream inventory that happens mm -hmm. before it gets to lighting um and so lighting uh like a lot of times, like we work on stuff before everything is complete, like within animation and within, um, within, 
like layout and stuff just because like mm-hmm. we're trying to get stuff done as soon as possible so everyone is trying to just like get in um, as much as they can before mm-hmm. everything is like finalized yeah. and then once everything upstream is finalized then we can like render out like the final image quality like at mm-hmm. like high quality um and so there's a in visual effects like some studios have it and some studios don't there's another um department called compositing and what compositing does is like they um they like we do a rough job of it but they take the they take what we render out for the images and they um put it together with the live action footage so that's really important for like visual effects companies because they need to make sure it's really seamless between Mm -hmm. um what the rent what was rendered out and what was in live action within Mm -hmm. um 3d animation studios um it's still important to like to to put images together because sometimes we render out things within multiple layers and mm-hmm. we have to um, have like certain post render effects to add to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but within visual effects, there's like a like a, there's a big emphasis on it because it needs to be seamless um, yeah. and like make it seem like it's all part of like the the same world. Mm-hmm. It has to be um, yeah, it's really like hyper realistic for people to really buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So very long process as people think, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not as easy as people would think. Yeah. Um, so how did you start at Pixar? Um, so at Pixar, I started just like, it was only like maybe like two months ago. So um, it hasn't been long at all. Um, what I think what really got me um, the job at Pixar was uh, like I did in, like my internship, uh, like in my undergraduate uh, when I was in my under, undergraduate program mm-hmm. so um because they kind of already had like my name like in their like in their file system. system or whatever <laughs> yeah um like about like last like within like this this past summer I saw an opening um available for like for a lighting position so um I decided to apply for it because like it's actually pretty rare for uh those positions to be open within lighting um, like, cause some departments like hire more often than others and lighting is not one of those departments. Yeah. They don't hire often at all. Um, so yeah, so I decided to apply for it. Um, and, uh, the process wasn't too intensive because, uh, they kind of already had my name in their system. So it was just mm-hmm. a phone interview for me. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I applied and I got it and, um, yeah, now I'm at Pixar. <laughs> so what was the undergraduate program like, um, the application for that and what did you do? Um, so for the application process, it was, uh, it was pretty intensive. So there is, um, so like when you're applying, you have to have, um, so there's like a cover letter, there's a resume there, uh, you have letter recommendations and then you have an entire website that you want to show off all your work is like as much as you can. Um, well, as much as you can from like the good parts of your work. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you don't wanna, you don't wanna like overflow them with like everything that you've done and like some stuff is not good. <laughs> um, so like, so you have a website that kind of showcases your portfolio. Um, like, uh, so I had like a lot of drawing and painting um, and some sculpture as well, like on my, on my website. Um, and then on, like, I was also doing a, a computer science minor. So um, I had some samples of code um, to put on the website as well. And then um, I also had a demo reel. So that kind of, that show, that's like a video and it showcases like some of the animations that you worked on mm-hmm. in school. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of work to put into the application. Yeah. It was definitely worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, and part of the application, what components did you have in your application? Just so people can hear um, exactly what they should uh, in include in big applications like this. Yeah, so, um, so like one thing that's pretty important is just like having like a well-written cover letter that I, like I had my, like I had my sisters help me a lot with my cover letter because mm -hmm. um, like it was like super important to me. I'm just like, guys, is this the best it can be? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was like, I was like super happy to have them to help me out, like mm -hmm. making every, making sure everything is like as professional as possible, but also like kind of um, like being able to like represent like how I felt about the position because like I wanted to like, like to like, give the uh, the idea that I really really wanted to um like I was excited for the opportunity um and so uh and then like some like the yeah the recommendation letters helped with like a lot mm -hmm. as well um and then so there's a website component that you can include as well yeah the website yeah so the website there was um yeah so I had like a demo reel I had um a whole portfolio of like different um pieces of art that I've done and then um some samples of uh, code as well so what so like basically what they're kind of looking for um whenever they're hiring for the undergraduate program mm -hmm. they're looking for people with like a lot of potential not necessarily people who have already like um are like really well established uh like skilled people in 3d animation but people that have the potential to be um because this is like uh because it is an undergraduate program and like the main um the main thing behind it is that they're trying to train people to like uh to become technical directors mm -hmm. um rather than like push them on to like yeah so like it's like it's 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 more of a training program you're not you're not working on um like any films or anything so it's like mm -hmm. it's very low risk um so they're able to like bring people from like different backgrounds and like see uh just like see what's it's out there and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah um so talking is it Actually, what, what is your piece of advice for people who do have the opportunity of including um, a website component to their application? What do you recommend? Um, I would recommend, uh, so some standard good ideas for portfolios. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, uh, it's a good idea to have like a good wide variety um, to just kind of showcase like the different, like different things that you can do. Um, but also just to keep like just to make sure that you're not um, that you're not overflowing it with like uh, like because like I think a lot of people um, they run into the mistake of like putting everything like mm -hmm. onto your website but like you like you don't want to put stuff that you know is not that great any like mm -hmm. that, that you might have been like a really long time ago and you're just like oh this is not up to par but let me just put it on there anyway now you just like you want to stick to this like the the stuff that you're actually proud of mm -hmm. um, to showcase um, and that goes with like a demo reel as well. Like some people, they're just like, um, like they they just put everything that they've done, but you really want to stick to like what you're really proud of. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that, you know, these uh, undergraduate programs or these kinds of uh, programs allow for the opportunity for more um, people from different backgrounds to come in. What is, uh, how is that within these big uh, organizations? So how do you see yourself at Pixar at the moment? If you didn't have that undergraduate uh, experience, do you think you would have still gotten the same opportunity that you did at this time? 
Um, I'm not entirely sure, actually, because, um, well, yeah, I mean, it's like it does it does make a really big difference having um, having like the like that you were previously there and since they already mm -hmm. previously knew me, um, especially since I only have two years of experience right now. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much compared to a lot of other people's like already out there. Like mm -hmm. I may have been able to like come back, like if I didn't do the undergraduate program, I may have been able to eventually uh, go to Pixar after like years and years of experience. Years, yeah. Yeah. Um, but because they kind of like, because they already like, they kind of knew like your work and what you yeah, do. Yeah. My, my work and like <laughs> how I can work with people as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And do you yeah. feel that there's a push for getting more people of different uh, backgrounds and minorities within these uh, big organizations? Do you see that uh, being actively? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I definitely like the the Pixar undergraduate program is like basically the like a is like a, a huge example of that because mm -hmm. they really do push for like people of different backgrounds. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, even with like within interns as well, um, whenever they're hiring, um, you do see like a wide variety of like different ethnicities and different types of people. Um, and it's kind of like you really, I guess you kind of really see that within like more of the, like within more of like the younger uh, side of like the, the studio mm -hmm. in general, because like, I mean, it's, it, it kind of makes sense too. Cause like back then, like when people were like, like are starting all these companies and like all these animation studios, it really was like more geared towards like the white male, um, mm -hmm. uh, gen like, yeah, demographic, but yeah, control yeah. over the, um, media at that time. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, that's how mm -hmm. it was. And that was like, that's just the older generation, I guess, but they are really trying to push for, um, more of like a yeah big and you can see that within like the like within the younger generation of the studio so what advice do you have for someone who uh wants to apply or reach these um places that we look at and maybe think okay this is not for me or this is not my place or this is, i don't fit in um what advice do you have for for them um well i mean i feel like I feel like if you're applying to they, like there's like there's different reasons why you might feel like you might not fit in. Mm -hmm. If it's purely just because of a demographic thing, um, then I don't like I don't think there's any reason that you should not still try to like join because like even if you are like the first uh, like like you're kind of like a minority or like you're the first like to start um, to start diversifying that is like still a step forward and like you can like you can try to um, influence the fact like to try to even bring even more diversity mm -hmm. and I feel like just like being there and try to um in in like starting that diversifying effect I think that's super super helpful mm -hmm. but then there's the other hand if you actually feel like worried that this place isn't for me because of Islamic reasons like mm -hmm. um like if you feel like just uncomfortable doing the work that they're doing then yeah. like then like yeah that's obviously you shouldn't yeah that's yeah it's <laughs> something completely different yeah yeah um, I think a lot of times we um, tend to limit ourselves with the potential that we can grow to or the places that we can reach um, mm -hmm. because maybe, maybe it's because of the outside or maybe it's because of um, us not being able to get over, you know, that stepping stone, um, which is difficult. Uh, so it's extremely inspiring seeing someone 
um, who represents, you know, um, Islam visibly uh, in mm -hmm. Pixar, which is so, so great um, for young yeah. people to see. Yeah. Um, so thank you for setting that example as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, what is the positive messaging part of your, um, you sent us this uh, little one-liner for the promotional videos, and you mentioned that you wanted to get there because you wanted to influence positive messaging. Tell us about that. Yeah, so this is like one thing that I've noticed within Pixar specifically, not so mm -hmm. much within um, maybe visual effects studios because visual effects studios are kind of more about um, like since the story is already complete on the live action side, it's kind of more about like um, just like adding to it. But with like within Pixar, because they have like full creative control over what they're producing and over the stories that they're like that they're giving out to the world. Like you kind of really notice this um, this like collective culture of like producing like good films and good messages to, to like positively impact the world. And that's kind of um, like you see that within the culture, like even within um, there, like the first like when I, whenever I was first hired there, um, like part of like the orientation thing was being uh, like was an inclusive seminar. Mm -hmm. um, and like we kind of like uh, from the people who are being hired um, in that time period. Like we went around um, like saying like one thing that was important about us. Um, and like the kind of, the reasoning behind that was um, because like, like having the courage to kind of just like uh, be able to like represent, like like be able to speak up about who you are and like gives like, it, it gives appreciation like for your own differences and for mm -hmm. other differences as well. And like having that kind of like collective like um, inclusiveness, like it, like, the, like the reasoning is like, if like the studio is inclusive, then they're hoping to bring out like stories that are inclusive as well. And, um, to like, to like be able to speak out to like, uh, like a wide variety of audiences and, um, to just like, yeah, produce. Mm -hmm. good and hopefully be able that. to represent everyone on the big screen, not just, yeah. uh, not just people. like, not just a small, yeah, demographic, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, what is your final piece of advice for our listeners before we end our show today? Um, so one piece of advice I would give, um, so I think it's really important to keep goals in mind, um, whenever you're trying to figure out what you want to do, but it's also important to like not get too discouraged whenever everything doesn't go to exactly the plan. Um, or like if like you're it's I think in general like it's it's important to kind of like derive like confidence and like what you're what you might be able to do like within like within Islam as well because mm -hmm. um it's like because I notice this a lot within myself like if like if I couldn't reach something like I might be able like I can get I could get easily discouraged but I kind of learned that um just having faith in Allah and like kind of like trusting that um like that whatever whatever, like, I'll, like, I'll try my best, like, at, like, everything I do, and, like, whatever the outcome is, like, I, like, I have faith, like, whatever, um, like, whatever happens, and mm -hmm. um, that kind of, like, it's, like, it's a really good source of confidence, because, um, like, you may not, like, like, because, yeah, we, like, we don't have, like, by ourselves, so, like, we can't really do anything, but if you put, like, all your, like, if you put all your trust in, like, in God, then, like, you're able to, like, you're able to gain that confidence back. Thank you so much for yeah. that invaluable piece of advice. It's something that everyone should keep in mind. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, I really enjoyed being on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people um, learned so much about animation and what goes into creating these 
big budget films. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and before we end our show, uh, we want to like to let you know that Emoji Outreach Foundation is, is excited to partner up with Avalon University to bring you an excellent medical school. You can take advantage by contacting them at admissions at avalonu.org and mention you were referred by Emoja. Also, Emoja is kicking off the academy in multiple cities in the fall. So if you'd like an academy near you, please email us at academy.emojaoutreach.org. You were just listening to the UMentor Talk Show. If you miss this or future shows, you can always hear the replay on the UMentor website under prior talk shows. And while you're there, why not subscribe to our iTunes podcast so you never miss another show? If you want to reach out to today's speakers or speakers from any of our previous shows to ask these professionals any questions you may have, just visit our online platform at umojaoutreach.org slash unleash the future slash groups. Or just visit the UMentor website and hit the link for online platform. Be sure to tune in next week on Saturday at 3 p.m. to hear from our next guest, Sajid, who learned early on the importance of learning about yourself when deciding on your career path. Thanks for listening to our speaker today on Facebook Live.